Miguel Cole. Hello, everybody doing? All right, we got a lot to cover. We got a very special guest coming. Uh, actually, we're waiting for him to call in. Danny Davis, Dangerous Danny Davis. He's got the new book coming out. Uh, the life story of Dangerous Danny Davis, uh, Mr. X, actually, he is uh, what he started out with. And uh, is, is he from the X-Men, like Professor X? No. Uh, he's the original, so yeah, I guess. Oh so, my goodness! <laughs> so he's going to be calling in, in in a little bit, and uh, we'll do a quick interview with him. We also got Raw SmackDown, and from a, a, a fan suggestion of adding NXT to the mix. So it's going to be NXT POV. So uh, wow. we're going to be adding that to it, and uh, it's going to be a three-way dance from now until the Wrestling POV president fires us. So, yes. I said it. <laughs> that could be soon. <laughs> exactly, man. Oh, shit. All right, so before we cover all that stuff, all that good stuff, the happenings of SmackDown and Raw and NXT, we have to go over the Facebook poll and comment of the week, the hater comment of the week. So from last week's show, we said that um, there was a discussion about Tommaso Ciampa, yes. the heat that he has. If the Heat can continue on to the main roster, I say it will. Rick said it won't. I nope. said it won't either. You said it won't, so we took a poll. In the poll, this is what it says. This is, can the current NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa, carry this level of hate to the main roster? Um, we had some comments. Uh, one person said no. 
Uh, Daniel Fryer, Ace Lee, he came out, he says he can, but Vince is going to destroy NXT star with momentum coming into the main event, uh, main roster, sorry. Uh, Jay Havel, he said it would be great if he could, but Vince will ruin it in some way. Michael Hunsinger, he says Vince can try to bury Champa, but uh, let's not forget that it's the fans who are giving him most of the momentum. Granted, he is an excellent heel and he plays it to the to the hilt. But if the fans aren't into it, it's not going to matter. When exactly. he makes the eventual jump to either Raw or SmackDown, there will be people in the audience who remember his antics in NXT. And immediately will start the familiar chant of Fuck You Champa. Once that starts, the fuse uh, will have already been lit. Let's not forget the fans hijacked Raw a few years ago due to Vince's refusal to push Daniel Bryan. I see the same scenario being played out uh, if Ciampa comes out to that much heat. Uh, Interesting. I kind of agree. I kind of agree. But, you know, it's not just with Daniel Bryan. The fans did that with Roman Reigns. Got to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah. That's remember what I'm saying. Right? It's interesting. That, that, that one uh, Royal Rumble where everyone thought and everybody was running and rooting oh for God. Roman. And see, that's what I don't get from, you know, nowadays. It's like they boo the hell out of Roman. I'm sorry to say, y'all motherfuckers wanted him to win the Royal Rumble. I and did. boo oh, the fuck out of it. Yes, goes. that's right. I'm going there because it's had to be said. We're talking about Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, yeah, that's right. My bad. And why are we bringing up Roman? Because it happens Tony to Roman. Tony can't too. go to show without bringing up Roman. Oh, <laughs> well, he is on Raw. <laughs> there you go. But listen, it's listen. It's not gonna get carried over, and it's not because the fans. The fans are not gonna oh hijack. Fuck you, Champa. That's gonna die down quick. Listen, it's not gonna last. It's not because of the fans. It's not because of Vince. It's because this is just another indie darling that's just not gonna make it on the main <laughs> roster. You you know not six not six months ago when they talking about oh Champa and Gargano are definitely going to two hundred five live. Now you want him on the main roster? Ain't gonna. Nothing's gonna happen with him on the main roster. You can guarantee that. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I don't know. I still think it is because of the simple fact that that um, I, I just think it. I mean, the only thing that's hurting it right now, in my opinion, is just the fact that they're doing obviously. You know, and I'm gonna jump ahead, obviously, uh, at the NXT Takeover, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano again. So it might lose momentum there, but watching NXT uh, might still be there. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know. I still think so. But check this out: the poll. It was 51 percent that said hell yeah. 49 percent said nope. He will get buried. Interesting. That's too close. That too is close. way too close. So I mean, I agree with what everybody says. I really do. The simple fact of. Um, just the simple fact of, of he could lose that momentum. He very well can. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Seriously, I, I just don't know. I think it will. I think he'll be okay, to be honest. My, my opinion, my POV, and that's how I wrote. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, uh, oh, the other poll. It was about Ronda Rousey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was the poll? What was the question? Um, if Ronda Rousey wins the Raw Women's title at SummerSlam, will she be given the Brock Lesnar treatment? Yep. You think so? Nah, I don't think so. Great. 
You're on mute, brother. <laughs> I absolutely agree because she's not ready. But yo, what are you doing? <laughs> he muted you? Yes, because you know what? I don't want to hear what he has to say. Damn! <laughs> so rude. Wow. Jesus. All right, we had a lot of comments on this one. Um, uh, Johnny Daniels says, I don't think so. Uh, she'll be... No, I don't think she'll be like Brock. Uh, Nathan Smith says Ronda and Sonya Deville need to tag team together. I like the idea, Nathan. No. But that's not what I'm asking. Nope. <laughs> not what I'm asking, Jesus. All right. Maybe Chris. he's saying that because they're going to be together on TV more if she teams up with someone. Hmm. You know, I'm, 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 I'm trying, Nathan. I'm trying. <laughs> but not only that, I mean, they are, I mean, the rumors are still coming out of them doing the tag team titles for the women. Yeah. I hope so. So that could possibly, and actually watching SmackDown, what happened with Becky Lynch and, and Charlotte, you yeah. know, it's like they're teasing that. You know what I'm saying? She mm-hmm. was like, oh, we make a great team. Don't we? We make a great And Becky was like, mm, sister, come SummerSlam, though, we're not a team, you know. But anyway, I know I'm jumping in. Anyway, Chris Hoffett, he says Rhonda has already started or stated she is happy to work the normal shows and house schedule. She's proven that with the house shows. Creative are just keeping her off screen because she is still so much of a wow factor, I think. Plus, it gives her time to brush up her mic and promo skills uh, in the ring, which has been nothing short of impressive. It's just her promos. You agree with that statement? Uh, no, no, not at all, because she hasn't been impressive. She's going to hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah. That match she did on Raw, I was like, ouch. Um, oh, but gosh. I still think... She, I think it was the rookie and me. I was excited. No, no, no. no. I, I think she did that shit on purpose because of what happened with uh, Rhonda's husband and Alicia Fox at the airport. <laughs> so she was, possible. You know what I'm saying? So she was like, oh, you want to yell at my husband? Mm, Hurt my head watching that. Uh, she that was rough. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that, maybe? No. Yeah, that was all over the place. That it was, it was uh, also all over wrestling POV. Yeah, it was all over wrestling POV. You were familiar well, with that podcast? I am, but <laughs> I've been working <laughs> sixteen hours. So yeah. So um, yeah. What happened? <laughs> exactly. So what happened was in the airport. Alicia Fox and Rhonda's husband got into it. Um, I don't know what it was about. They're saying some reports were saying Alicia was drunk, um, but you know how she is. I, I mean, she's drunk twenty four seven. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> come on, man, that's true. Alicia, he's joking just in case you want to come on the show. That is true. That's Alicia. not true. You know, she's I, not I got nothing drunk. but love for you if you want to come down the show. Uh, but if you don't want to come on the show, yeah, no, she's drunk twenty four seven. No, I mean, I kind of agree, but I mean, she, to me, she's still green. Yeah. Okay. In wrestling terms, that means your brand spanking new. Um, granted, she has been wrestling in house shows, though, so I give her that. That, she, you know, at least she wants to harness her skills and improvement and stuff like that. So I agree. Harnish? Harnish. Har- is that a word? No, it's harness. Harness. It's harnessed. <laughs> okay, my bad. All right, so it's harnessed. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So Margot Peters says, haha, Wow Factor, not. She is trash. <laughs> Damn. Hater comment so far? No. No. That's a, that's a, you know why? That's a great comment. No, because she was responding to Chris Hoffett. And Chris Hoffett responded, if you say so, princess, off you poop. <laughs> he didn't even want to say shit. He just said poop. 
Uh, oh, come on with the names, man. Hard dial. That's all I'm going to call you, brother. Is she bigger draw than Brock? Yeah, I'd say so. No? Yeah, no. no. Mimi? Is she a bigger draw than Brock? No. Really? Okay. Abdul Hafiz Razali. Oh, Middle East. Nice. Welcome to the show. Uh, well, she's committed to working a re- relatively full schedule as far as we can tell. Plus, her entering work has been impressive. Still unpolished, but no harm in putting the belt on her and seeing how things turn out. I don't agree. I don't. Sorry. Uh, Christian Aguilar. Uh, no cause. Oh, no. No cause. Um, Stephanie hates her with a passion, so she will probably already... Uh, told her she needs to lose to Bro- uh, Alexa. Brock is just being annoyed because uh, he wants to leave the WWE, but if he does, he will get sued by them. <laughs> Damn, brother. This guy got inside scoop, man. I, right? Is, you know something I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Um, yeah, so I mean, so again, the question is if Ronda wins the Raw, wins the Raw men, women's title, I can't even talk today, uh, okay. at SummerSlam, will she be given the Brock Lesnar treatment? I say no. I don't think so. I think Ronda is a completely different woman than Brock. And uh, and this is what the poll... Listen, you don't think so, Rick? Uh, she's completely different than Brock? She's yeah. exactly like Brock. No! She had her first match on Raw. It's been six months. Yeah, but you know what? I guarantee you she's been having more matches than Brock has all year. I can guarantee that. <laughs> that's true. Two matches. No, that's that we true. saw. That, that I think know. she's, she's been more every than time, two. Every time I right. see compared to Brock, she's, yeah, because every time, how many Brock's matches? How many matches Brock had since we'll go all year, all this all whole year? year. What two. three, four, if that? Three, three at most. All right, she does house shows, but she's trash but shows, she's, man. Yeah, but at she's, least she's doing it. You know, Brock doesn't right. do that shit. He's like, nah. So we give her a title shot because she doesn't house shows? No I, no, I don't think she deserves a title shot, but at least she's working more than she is Brock. All right. All right? Word. Word to heard. Word to heard. <laughs> All right, so the poll was 29% said, yes, she's inexperienced, and 71% says, no, she's a fighter. Those wedgies she be pulling out. Oh, hell yeah. You know what? I could watch that shit all day. <laughs> Ew. That was nasty. You is nasty. With the Ew. Ew. Disgusting. <laughs> all right. That's all I got for the Facebook poll of the week. And the uh, hater comment of the week, I got to give it to that one dude. Uh, yeah. I'm off screen, so I forgot his name for saying, uh, calling her a princess. <laughs> And says off you poop. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So uh, before we go on and talk about raw notes, like we had just said, mm-hmm. uh, we have to cover um, the wrestling news from around the world. You know what? You gave me two more seconds. I was just about to say that. Take it away, Rick. Take it away, Rick. <laughs> All right. And before we do that, let's get to some birthdays. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, are you really? serious? 
27. She's All been right. women's champ, what, four times, five times? Something like that, yeah. 27 oh. years old only. God bless her, because yeah. she is like freaking... She looks All right. good. I mean, she's, still, she's still maturing. I mean, she went yeah. up a breast size in a year. And so. butt size, too. Mm. <laughs> and y'all still be wishing you had that shit. I mean, it's our job to... Uh, you know, we are a professional journalist. Yes. That, that word, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Yeah, the professional... I'm not even drinking All right. today. That's <laughs> sad. Yeah, let's move on, please. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. It's Wayne Barrett's 38th birthday. Wow. What's I he doing? Him. Is he still doing movies? He's doing movies, bro. He's Is doing... He? I'm doing movies in England. Is he here? <laughs> We should interview him. We should. Tony, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Uh oh. What's that? I can't do the show today. Damn it. <laughs> but wait, come back. Um, <laughs> I, I wish he would come back. He yeah. needs to be back. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. He, he, he was a good. He was a good egg. Yeah. Uh, good right, meal. Speaking of uh, good eggs, um, <laughs> Savio Vega turns hey, 54 years old. How old is he? 54. God damn, yo. Yeah, Tony and Savio, same age. Yeah. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, man, uh, Tony and Savio go way back. We go way, way back. Uh, they Savio. were in class with Jesus together. Juan. <laughs> Good time. All right. Um, <laughs> Tony Wright, the Shockmaster, and Typhoon all turned 62. Wow. <laughs> Shockmaster had one little thing going, and that was it. Never saw him again. Shockmaster. <laughs> that was just terrible. That was terrible. Though, but, Natural Disaster is one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Yes, that I agree with. I so. agree with you on that one. Um, Shayna Baszler. Some say Baszler. Some turns say. 38 years old. Wait, are you sure? 38? Wow. Eight. Not 28? 38. Wow, that's old. She's still a good yeah. guy. I thought she was a lot. I thought she was in her 20s. Yeah, she's 38, bro. Damn. Yeah. She don't got that much time then. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Clock is ticking. Yeah. Wow. All right. And last, but to some people least, <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> When Hulkamania turns 65 years old. Ninja. <laughs> Tell me you didn't just say that. Yeah, I went there, brother. You sure did. <laughs> oh, oh Wait, how old is he? 65. Uh, apparently, uh, apparently, he was in the uh, SmackDown this past week. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah they were, well, the they back. were in Orlando, so... Ah, that's right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Now, did, right, you hear, uh, did you hear about this thing that uh, it's been all over the internet about Hogan, Nash, and Hall were seen wearing their NWO shirts in Orlando? Ooh, and oh, interesting. They, and they said something big is going to happen, brother, October twenty seventh, and that's oh. the weekend. But the thing is, that's the weekend of the women's pay per view. What? A woman's NWO? That's what somebody kept saying. A woman's NWO. But who would fit that mold? Who would be in that group? Hmm? You gotta Ah, go. You gotta go Charlotte, for sure. You gotta go. Really? Yeah. Well, because if they're going to do the four horsewomen, 
Who? No, she is part of the four horses. Yeah. Isn't she? But yeah. wait a minute. But uh, Ronda Rousey had her own little four horse women too. It's true. So, but you could go NWO. You go Natalia. You could go uh, Nia Jax. Oh yeah, Ember. No, not Ember Moon. Mickey James. Mickey James. Alexa. Alexa. Yeah. You got the Alicia uh, Fox. Fox. Oh yeah. Sorry, she Alicia definitely Fox. play the the Virgil role. <laughs> Mr. Rick, that's a little bit racist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just a little bit. She does right. look like him. <laughs> Damn. All right, it's time for the rest of the world. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, Cole Cabana is what Mr. Tony would say is um, piece of shit. Yes, he is. Um, Cole Cabana sues or is suing CM Punk over legal fees as he said CM Punk promised him he was going to pay for the legal fees that they had when they were getting sued by the WWE doctors. <laughs> you got to be a... piece of shit. He is a fucking piece of shit. Excuse no. my French toast. <laughs> After you said fucking... I know, man. right? Jesus Christ. Now, all right. Now, you all know. Everybody knows how I feel about Colt Cabana. Right? Um, he's more of a bigger piece of shit than ever. Um, but did you hear the, the comments, though, or the, the, the uh, text that went between him and CM Punk? No, I have heard that. So CM Punk, I guess, sent him a text when they were first doing um, the, the, the lawsuit, right? Uh, and he told him, listen, no, actually, uh, Cole Cabana text uh, CM Punk and said, um, hey, what, what am I going to do about these legal fees? You know, I can't afford that. So then CM Punk respond and said, don't worry about it. I got you covered. Okay. Then something happened where I guess Colt Cabana texts him back and says, hey, I'm 200 and what do you say? Like, it's like 220, 220,000 in the hole. I, I need some help with this. And then I guess apparently CM Punk said, hey, you're on your own. So then... That's when the lawsuit coming out and this and that yeah. and saying, you know, made a verbal promise or whatever. Um, but he's suing him for a million dollars. The fuck? For for damages. Yo, this dude is ridiculous. This dude is ridiculous. And you know what? You know what happens to ridiculous people, Tony? I honestly mm. think that Colt Cabana's broke ass belongs in the book. So wait, wait, wait. Is Colt Cabana in the book or Colt Cabana's broke ass in the Colt book? Colt Cabana's broke ass belongs in the book. <laughs> Both of him and his broke but ass. He, he, he just said Colt Cabana's broke ass. Yeah. So. All right. Colt Cabana's broke ass. All right. So go ahead. Do the honors, Rick. All right. Colt Cabana's broke ass. <laughs> you just made the book. Nice. All right. Now, I, I got to ask you this because I know you're a huge CM Punk fan. Absolutely. Um. A lot of people are against CM Punk for this. They're saying he's an asshole. They're calling How? him a punk bitch. How? They're saying you're a fibber. They're saying you're a re-nigger. And, and all that other shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I had to word. say it twice in my head. I know it is. <laughs> I didn't go Hulk Hogan. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Okay? They're saying he reneged. You know, there, there are a lot of, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of people siding with Colt Cabana. 
and that makes no sense. Like, you honestly believe that I need to pay for your legal fees? <clears throat> but like, they both won the... They both won exactly. the case. But Coke Cabana still got to pay legal fees. Yeah, I don't. Know, how, but but what did what did they win? Did they win just their know. credibility? They won, they won by not getting sued. Right, they were suing them for the, millions. Right, the, the doctor. The doctor was suing them. So then they were the defendants. They right, won their right, freedom. No, no, right. I understand that. I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm like. So in court, the judge sided with CM Punk and Coca Cabana. Not with the WWE. If they sided with the WWE doctors, they were screwed. Right. They yeah. they had to cough up millions of dollars. So. It went in their favor, so they didn't. But they still had to pay legal fees. Right? No, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking. I'm, I'm thinking about my, you know, CSI and Doom Doom days. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Cabana, like you can't honestly think like I'm gonna give you two hundred thousand. And if that was the case, two hundred thousand, fine. You asking for a million dollars, you piece of crap? But this is what I don't understand. He's asking for a million dollars. The where he's in debt to the lawyers is two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. But he's suing for not only the million dollars, but two hundred thousand to cover the cost. It doesn't make sense. The, the, the Yo, numbers doesn't add up. Is it's like that's thirty shit. grand you're missing, dude. But you're only asking for two hundred. But then you ask me for a million for, for damages. You know, so I mean, I, I know in legal, in legally, you know, he's, it's like two different things, kind of. Yeah. He's suing to get them, for him to pay his legal fees, and then he's suing for damages. So there's right. two different things. But a million dollars? But Rick, what, I mean, what do you think, honestly, about all this hate all of a sudden for CM Punk? I think it's ridiculous, and I think that's just... Because I don't know where to go with this, to be honest. Well, my thing is this, is that the lawyers require, especially for a case like that, requires a down payment. Sometimes, but not all the time. When it comes to no money received, you're required a down payment. Unless it's money involved, then you don't have to pay a down payment. But they always want to make sure they have their... So I'm pretty sure CM Punk covered that. How do you know? The man's a millionaire. Yeah, but how do you know that CM Punk covered that part and not the rest? I don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. (laughs) Exactly. The bottom line is, yo, Coco Bell is a piece of shit. That's it. That's it. That's That's it. it. And his broke ass is in the book. Yeah. I agree. I agree. If if you were part of the lawsuit, you were getting sued regardless. So if CM Punk said, you know, yo, don't worry, I'll help you out. Well, I got your back. You still was going to pay. Exactly. Yeah, you can't but, expect somebody to pay all that yeah, money. Yeah, but if, if if someone texts you and says, don't worry about it, I got you covered. Aren't you thinking that, you know, hey, that means he's going to pay for my shit? All right, right. But then, and but, then all of a sudden turn it, around and say, no, you're on your own. When, when, it, comes to, when it comes to somebody like that, or like regardless who? of CM Punk or anybody, if you were to come out and tell me, don't worry, Mimi, I got you covered, mm-hmm. I would turn around and say, Okay, can we have that in writing? And we get it notarized. But I think I think in Coca Bana's eyes, a text is just as good as a, a verbal handshake. No. We're and friends. Also, don't get this wrong. Um, Coca is a piece of shit. And he, <laughs> him and CM Punk were not friends at the end of this. Like, no, Coke no, Banner they're done. It said some shit against him. But, also, and they, like. Yeah, no, no, no. And it's funny because I've always hated Coke Cabana anyway. I hate him more now. 
Yeah. yeah. But I'm laughing at him because he was riding CM Punk's coattails for, for the longest time. He thought he was the shit when he was the first person to interview CM Punk when he left WWE. And w- and, and CM Punk gave him that interview talking shit about Ryback, right. Triple H, Vince, and all that other shit. He thought and he was that was shit. why he got sued, because he talked about the WWE doctors. Yeah. Oh, that no, no, I know that. I know that. But I'm just saying, you know, he thought he was the shit because he got that interview and this and that. Oh, well. <laughs> Oh, all right, moving on. Moving on, please. Some good news. Please. Renee Young. Renee Young is filling in for coach next week on Raw. Yeah. For uh, commentary. Yeah, and so Charlie Caruso is going to be in the back then, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, all right. yeah good for her. Uh, I mean, that's good for Renee. I, I think, to be honest, I think they're, they're prepping, yeah, testing her for the May Young or the women's. If he would have given him two more seconds, he would have said it himself. Jesus oh, Christ, damn. Damn. I was supporting you, Tony. I'm talking for you. Oh, oh okay. My bad. My bad. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> wow. Well, right. You are what you eat. That's true. Wait, yeah. what? Ew. What? <laughs> Just nasty. Gross. Um, moving on. Carl uh, <laughs> Anderson and his hot Asian wife welcomed their fourth child. So oh. congrats on that. Nice. Fourth um, child. A, fourth child. Damn, yeah. wrap that shit up already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, wait funny. a second. Then you have four ch- kids too? Nah, not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> um, not funny. Not funny. Let's get that straight. Not funny that you should mention wrap that up. Um, the umbilical, umbilical cord was actually wrapped around the baby's oh neck twice. Oh, Jesus. And had a knot. What? And the baby uh, survived. They called it a miracle baby. It was crazy. <laughs> it's not funny, but... It's geez. funny, but, but thank God for the baby. But it's but funny yeah, because you yeah. didn't even know that I, I people were like, wrap that up I know. and tie a knot on it. <laughs> no, nah, I didn't say all that now. I didn't say oh, tie a knot. I just said wrap that shit up. Yeah, it was crazy. Though, I wasn't talking was... about the baby. But... I yeah. know you wasn't, <laughs> stupido. No, I know. I'm just saying that's weird. <laughs> well, uh, the baby's healthy. That's all it matters. The baby's healthy. <laughs> yeah, the baby's good. Uh, they named the it Miracle? Boy. Oh, no, it's a boy. Never mind. Yeah. Probably something. Well, I think they named it Hot Asian Wife Son. No. <laughs> that's what it is. And uh, my last bit of news, um, Jazzy J. Um... <laughs> Uh-oh. I, I, I sent out a message to you. I hope you heard it. Didn't she come Because I, I am going to beat you come SummerSlam at the rest of POV pay-per-view points yeah, game. This is it's good. going down in Chinatown. The, the card, it, it, is it really in Chinatown? Well, I, no, Upper Manhattan. Um, what? Yeah, no. But, but you said Chinatown. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was trying something. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> I, I deserve that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, this is the card is already filled up, and uh, there still might be some changes though. So yeah, and, and bottom line is I'm gonna beat her. That's just that's it. And like I said, so to you, speaking, speaking of uh, of you and the in the bet, um, just kindly remind the folks what the bet is. All right, the bet is this that I'm gonna bust Jazzy Jane's butt up in this game. But if I want to lose, which I'm not, but if I was to lose, 
which I'm not. But if I was to lose, I would have to rip up my Dolph Ziggler shirt live on Facebook and the bottom of the barrel award, which you are in right now. <laughs> which I am in right now. Will be the bottom of the barrel award will be renamed the Rick Smiddle the Turd Award, which yes. will have my face on the turd. Yes. So. I, and I think it still should be called the turd. <laughs> no, bet's a bet, and the wrestling POV president approved it. So, yes. uh, we can't. I don't think we can add anything to it, and we can't take nothing away. So, no. it is what it is. And Jazzy J, one last thing: your time is up. My time is always. Always what? That is so lame. <laughs> Plus, that it's was in the video. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so also the new stipulation to the Wrestling POV points game SummerSlam is that uh, we're doing additional points where um, you would pick between myself, Rick Serrano III, Mimi Goody, or Miguel Cole. Between the four of us, who do you think will have the most points at the end of the game? And if you are correct, if you pick myself to have more points than the whole wrestling POV crew, guess what? You get an additional five points to your score. Yes. And it could help because lately the score has been <clears throat> pretty close. Yeah. So, pretty, 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 pretty. So, uh, yeah. So, that's that's going on with that. All right. What else you got, Ray? That's all I got. That was it? My goodness. All right. Now, let's go straight on to rumors. Brock Lesnar met with Vince McMahon prior to Raw last week and said he wants to work in both WWE and UFC. What do you guys think of that? Get the French door out of here. You know we're ready to go, right, Rick? I know. (laughs) Rick is a straight lace. No, only when he's mad, he's not. <laughs> he's doing tequila shots and <laughs> cursing up a storm when he gets pissed. That's just water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight. It's just like my hero. <laughs> Who, Colt Cabana? Durr. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> um, wait, what was he saying? Oh, yeah, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Um, that's just interesting, but stupid. That's very stupid, exactly. But, uh, Mimi, what do you think about that? No comment. No comment? Mm-hmm. I think it's dumb. I think that if that's the case, they need to take that belt off of him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, don't, don't, just because, no, no. And, and, and I'm so scared, honestly, about this SummerSlam pay-per-view because if Brock wins... I honestly think there's going to be a freaking riot, you know, because in my head, I'm thinking, and Vince, and, 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 and Vince, they're in Brooklyn, and they are in Brooklyn, and, and they're in Brooklyn, yeah, take some videos, in. Rick, but if my, the thing is, Vince is probably thinking, shoot, I can have my title on UFC pay-per-view, he thinks like that, mm-hmm. to he get does. more people to, that's why you know I have no comment, because I'm like, it's like, this is, it's like making, I mean, this is what? Roman's fifth title shot. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like at, everybody's at the point now they want Roman to win. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But with this rumor and plus there was, there's been other talks about it too that he's going to bring that belt to UFC. 
Nah, son. <sighs> yes, yeah, son. Oh, man. Yo, son. Yeah. I, we need to All right, we're not set it off, son. Yo, son. Yo, son. All right, stop. Sir. We're not in Brooklyn. God, son. Right. You know what I'm saying, son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so now the Raw <laughs> Tag Team title match at SummerSlam is expected to feature multiple teams. The Revival are expected to be in the mix. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, I don't think it's stupid, but I think it's interesting. I think it's well, stupid we'll see, because because what? Because we like the revival. We know we're going to be involved. Matt Hardy, everybody are going to be involved. And I'm going to talk about that on Monday. (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness! All right, so uh, that's all I got for rumors. What do you got for Andrew, Rick? All right, so Bobby Fish of the Undisputed Era is going to be out till December. Yeah, really? Maybe, maybe coming back in September. But it looks like things are a little. Messed up even more with his knee, so he's gonna be out until about December. Oh wow! I did not know that. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. It's like a fish out of water. (laughs) (laughs) They have no knees. Come on! I know you're like zero for five today. I'm saying so. Right? All right. So let's go straight. What's that? That's all I got. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's go straight out to raw notes. Alright, Kurt Angle and Constable Corbin were out to make an announcement as Raw kicked off. The Raw GM reminded us that Ronda Rousey was making her debut and said that unlike some former UFC champions, she has no problem competing on Raw. Roman Reigns quickly made his way out and told Kurt Angle that he respect him, but he should have seen last week coming. Word. Yeah. So That's all coming. When you kick the big dog out, mm-hmm. who's going to protect the yard? Roman said, <laughs> Corbin, and what you do, <laughs> you ain't do nothing. You ain't do shit. You ain't do shit. Oh, my God. So, I, I, anyways, Angle agreed and made an impromptu match between uh, Corbin and Roman Reigns, uh, which Corbin took a cheap shot at Reigns. This match was long. Go straight into it now. Roman remember the constable Corbin. This match was pretty long. Yes. Yes. It was pretty. Uh, But Corbin was in control most of the match, so I I give that much props. You know, they were they didn't bury him, even though he lost. Yeah, Tony. What? They needed to bury him there. Who? They needed to bury Corbin because Roman Reigns is going for the Universal Title. That's true. That's he's supposed to be. He's the chosen one. <laughs> he's supposed to be the one to beat Brock Lesnar, and he's struggling with Baron Corbin. But he's still won. <laughs> he's the one <laughs> because of Finn Balor. <laughs> if you gave me two more seconds, I was going to say that. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Finn Balor, I just want to say I made this comment on our Twitter page, which I'm in control of at Wrestling POV. I said, listen. How is Roman Reigns, how are we supposed to believe that he's going to beat Brock Lesnar if he needs Finn Balor's help to beat Baron Corbin? Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Basically, follow me on Twitter at Wrestling POV. I have things like Wrestling History, The Cold Hard Facts, The Cold Hard Facts, and Interesting, but Stupid. stupid. Anyway, uh, yeah, so do that, folks. 
And also, you know what? Wrestling POVs also got a Facebook page. So follow us on there. Like us on there. Comment. Put all your comments you want. We don't care. Just put them on there. Gives us more to talk about. And, of course, we have an Instagram, too. Yes, we do. So you can follow us on there, too. So anyway, back to Raw. Um, (laughs) I kind of agree, but then it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, We're going to see Baron versus Finn at at SummerSlam, too. So that might be a kickoff show. So sad. Anyway, up next, it was Bobby Roode versus Mojo Riley. Bobby Roode won. (laughs) I'm not going to talk about it. I mean, I, I just feel bad for Bobby Roode. It's like, to me, I think they're... They're burying that poor dude. Well, not just burying. I think they they got him in the wrong story. He's better. He's he's the one that needs to turn heel. Yes, my opinion. Um, Bobby uh, Bobby Roode has lost his mojo. Ah. <laughs> I think they need to put him in SmackDown. Who he, Bobby Roode? He was in SmackDown. And put him back in SmackDown, and I think he will. <laughs> hey, NWO with Bobby Roode. Ah, ah. <laughs> I I dig that. I would dig that. You, All right, did, so, you did that? No, I didn't. All right, so moving on. Elias was in the ring uh, talking about his chart-topping album. He spoke about the documentary um, about him. Uh, he said WWE got it all wrong, and he brought a small camera crew in the ring to make to do the remake of the documentary. Lastly, came out, made his interest, and in, uh, right on cue says. Uh, everything about Elias is a joke. Elias attacked Lashley again, but took a spine buster. Lashley called the camera crew back in to film him, giving the signature vertical suplex to Elias before walking out. Yeah. So, yeah. match at SummerSlam? <laughs> of course. All right. So, then up next, it's um, Razor versus Titus O'Neil. Mm. Uh, Razor took the opportunity and <sighs> hit a spine buster. And uh, he and he won. Yeah. So, do I need to go more anymore with this? No. no? All right. Uh, up, it was the Kevin Owens show. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Owens kicked off the show with Jinder Mahal as a guest. Um, actually, I like this segment. This wasn't really that bad. Uh, but then Braun Strowman all of a sudden... Um, Picked up the stage. Well, not picked up. He pressed the stage, uh, <laughs> making it crash. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm over yeah. that. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. All right. So then, ended up being a match between Jinder Mahal and Braun Strowman. Kale, uh, Kevin Owens stole the briefcase and ran again. Braun caught up to Kevin Owens and smacked him a couple times before uh, Jinder intervened. Uh, Braun hit Jinder with the briefcase, earning a disqualification. So. The way I'm looking at it is they're going to show the many ways of Dolph, uh, Dolph, of Braun Strowman. (laughs) Dolph Ziggler losing. Of uh, Braun Strowman losing so that way they can show, yeah, he can lose. Oh, what if this happens at the summer? Come on, stop. Jesus. It's not going to happen. No. So backstage, Constable Corbin got a phone call from Stephanie McMahon and handed the phone to Angle. Uh, it turned out Stephanie's forbade Romans from teaming up with Seth Rollins that night. And if and if Reigns didn't comply, he would have to forfeit his title shot at SummerSlam. So it ended up being a uh, handicap match between Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler and Drew uh, McIntyre. This was a good match. To me, I thought this was the match of Raw. 
Um, but how many times can they do this? You know? Exactly. Uh, especially, you know, with this coming up uh, on Raw, what are they going to do then? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Word. Um, word. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rollins made another attempt at pinning Dolph, but Drew again broke the count, and Dolph hit a super kick on Seth for the three count. So uh, is that a sign that maybe Seth will win? We still got one more week. Yes, we True. got one more week. Up next, it was the B team versus the revival. Uh, I like the new entrance. Do you really? No. Oh Lord. Oh, wow. You know because God it's because I'm a girl, that's okay, baby. That's right. why. Stick to that word. Just remember what you just said. What? I'm a girl. No. Obviously, you're a girl, but I'm saying just stick with you just said that you like their entrance music. Shut up, Rick. Rick didn't say nothing. No, his face said it all. <laughs> He does have B-team, the face for radio. B-team. Go, go, go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> go away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what the hell ended up happening? Who won? Oh, no. It was a double DQ finish. Yes. That's all. Oh, it was pretty cool the way they did it. And it was. How Bray and Matt appeared on both sides of the ring. Yeah, if you gave me two more seconds, I was going to say that, too. No, he wasn't. So No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I ended up in the double DQ. So, uh, from my rumors earlier, you obviously know that this is what's going to happen at some yes. point. Now, um, <laughs> the most interesting thing on Raw, it was the Paul Heyman interview. Um, he pretty much cried the whole interview. That was uh, good. He added that he always talked about riding into the sunset together with Brock, having that the universal title. That was kind of tinting. <laughs> that was a little bit tinting. That was that was hilarious. a lot of that was a lot of tinting. It that was, was a lot of tinting. You know when you when you're a manager and stuff, it, especially if someone in that caliber, and you mm-hmm. spend days. In and day out with that person, you build a relationship. You build? Yes, you build a relationship. You build a relationship. You build a relationship. You build a relationship with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, they build it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, then he, he ended it with um, he finished off by saying, Reigns doesn't have a chance at SummerSlam. Yeah. So then up next was Sasha Banks and Bailey versus the Riot Squad. Sasha Banks. Yeah, Sasha Banks. That's what it is. Um, versus the Riot Squad. Yeah, Liv Morgan and Sarah. Uh, Liv Morgan. Yeah, Liv Morgan and Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I am all over the place. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Ruby Riot came back. Yes. Yeah. So check that out. So Sarah Logan used the distraction roll up. What about those win. girls becoming NWO? I can see it. Ruby uh, Riot. Maybe. Yeah. Sarah Logan and uh, I think Sarah Logan, but not um, Liv Morgan. Why not? I see Liv and not really? Sarah. I see Sarah, not Liv. Interesting. Yeah. But stupid. But stupid. All right. Up next, it was the main event. It was Ronda Rousey versus. Wait, Alicia Tony, Fox. say it right. It was the lame event. <laughs> the lame event. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Alicia Fox. Uh, Fox tapped Ooh. out. Uh, Alicia Fox. Uh, Fox <laughs> tapped out, and uh, Ronda won her first double singles career match. Alexa then attacked Ronda after the match, and during the interview too, and, and Ronda looks like, "What are you doing?" Uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, she just flipped her and she left. Uh, she yeah. vowed to become Roman's champion at SummerSlam. Ugh. Yeah. Mm, 
I mean, it wasn't too bad, but I mean, like I said, she rang her arm like I was like, ouch. And um, I think Alicia prematurely tapped out because the, the arm bar wasn't even put in. Yeah, I was just. So, yeah, everybody was like, they replayed it over and over and over again that uh, she didn't get that arm bar. But the thing is, I think the thing with Rhonda, if she does apply that, she's going to break it. I seriously think. Well, that, yeah, look how skinny know. she is. I'm talking about with anybody. Nah. So, all right. Now, here's the good, the bad, and the ugly of. Um, what what am I doing? Raw. Oh, that's right, raw. So good, bad, and the ugly of raw. Nothing. Nothing at all, huh? Just gonna. Alrighty. Good. About time. <laughs> all right. Cut it off. <laughs> all right. What was that saying? All right. The good, bad, and the ugly of raw. <laughs> I have power. Yeah, yeah. He does have power. All right, the good. I thought the Reigns versus Corbin match was good, and I also thought the uh, Seth versus Drew match was good, and uh, Dolph. Uh, and, of course, the good also, Ruby Riot returned. So I'm, I'm kind of glad she's there. She does add a little bit of spunk to the women's division. Uh, the bad, Braun Strowman flipping the stage. How many times are they going to show how strong Braun is? And he can't beat Roman Reigns. You know, <laughs> exactly. The man flipped the truck, flipped the ambulance, tipped over a stage, and then, but yet can't beat Roman. All right, the what? ugly, uh, the B team's entrance music. Oh, no! Yeah. yeah. And, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. B team, And I'm sorry, I had to put this in. It was. Paul Heyman's tears. Oh uh, yeah, crocodiles. Uh, that was that was. A, I mean, the interview just started and he was already crying. I'm like, don't be a bitch, man. <laughs> just you know, um, it was ridiculous t- to me. But I liked the promo. Yeah, the promo was good. So you know, I just I like I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I just think the tears were premature. <laughs> so. That's because he put Vicks under his uh, eyes. <laughs> he probably did. He probably did. I mean, he looked like he was smoking a couple blunts before he went on that show. My God, his eyes was red. Man, right? So, <laughs> all right. So that is your raw. Okay, um, guys, our what? special guest is on the line. Holy shit! The dangerous Danny Davis is on the line. Rick, why don't you give this guy the proper intro that he deserves? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us. He has a book out now, which is for sale. You know, you got to put that out there. You got to let the people know it's for sale. You know what I'm saying? It's called Mr. X, The Life Story of Dangerous Danny Davis. Very inspirational. If you didn't know who I was talking about, you do now. Mr. X, (laughs) Dangerous Danny Davis, welcome to the show. The world-famous bad guy referee himself, Davis Danny Davis here, with Tony and Rick. What a pleasure it is to be with you guys today. How are you guys doing? Good, good. And you know what? I have to get this out of the way first, Danny. When you just said the world most hated referee, I was one of them that hated you. Growing up. I didn't say hated. Now, wait a minute. I said world-famous Bad guy referee. <laughs> he hated me. I was doing my job. <laughs> you know what? After being in the business, after being in the business, 
Well, I hated me, huh? I kind of got it. You hated me, huh? Let me see. You know, I, I honestly <laughs> did. There was so much hatred for you as <laughs> I was one of them, so I ain't gonna lie. I'm just gonna get that out the way. Uh, the people enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing it. It was a little scary at times, but so, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed every minute of it. But you know what? You were doing your job then. That's all it was. That's right. <laughs> when people come up to me in the day and they say, boy, I hated you. My father hated you. He wanted you. I said, well, then I did my job, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Now, now, Danny, now I went through uh, your book, and it's very inspirational. Um I want you to now give you the opportunity to let the fans know, like, what led you to the world of professional wrestling? How did you end up with WWF? Can you give us a little bit of background of where you came from and how you got to where you got? Yeah, sure. I was a street kid, always fighting. I fought, you know, I used to street fight for money and stuff like that when I was a kid. Wow. I was, uh, you know, one of six kids and my mother was raised by herself. And, you know, I found out early that my best way to survive would be on the streets, and that's what I did. And I went to a wrestling event and, uh, and a local wrestling show one night. And after that, I did, was determined, and this is what's in the book, that you can live your dreams. And I told everybody that someday I would be performing in a ring somewhere, and people would be paying to see me, and everybody thought I was full of, kind of, uh, full of crap. <laughs> and, but I knew in my heart that I had a dream that I wanted to fulfill, and it took me 20 years of hard labor wow. and the determination and work ethic to get that done, and I did it. And I became Mr. X, as everyone knows, where I actually learned to wrestle under the mask. And I worked with some of the greats, bar none. You know, I worked with them all. And uh, I was very proud of that part of it. And I thought that I had achieved my dream at that point. But then I went on as dangerous Danny Davis. And the rest is history. WrestleMania three, Bret Hart, the Hart Foundation, Jimmy Hart. And the, the, the story is, is one of the best in wrestling history, in my opinion. I, and I, I strongly agree too. Now, and, and only just because of the heat that you guys drew, my God, that was so much heat. I, I still remember it today. Um, even as a kid watching it, I was just like, oh my God. So, so now, whose idea was it to have you to turn you into probably one of the most hated referees of all time? Was it Vince's idea? Well, no, it was. It was. It happened. By, it happened on its own. It was one of those things where I was a, a referee, mm -hmm. and I would do. I would call the match. I would legitimately. I wouldn't take any stuff from the bad guy or the baby face, as they say, or the heel at that time. Yeah. I would call it right down the middle, and someone said, "Hey, this guy, this guy's got something here because he's not, you know." Uh, you know, a lot of the referees, let me back up a little, a lot of referees always wanted to be the favorite of the fans because they didn't want to heat with the fans, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I didn't care. I went out there and I did my job. And it just developed into, into and someone spotted it one time and said, hey, this guy's calling this right down the middle. You know, how did it be? And then one day I just got a call after being Mr. X and, and, uh, and referee and said, look, we want to we want to do this. I was in Philadelphia Spectrum. And I got a message from the office. You are no longer dangerous, uh, Mr. Rex for now. Dangerous, Danny Davis. And uh, it was. It went from there, and we did some great, great things, as you know. I mean, in that time in wrestling, there's not going to be another time like it. So if you That's missed true. it, too bad. <laughs> exactly. And if you hate it, and if you hate. 
Exactly. You know, I see a lot in common with you, Danny. I mean, um, yeah, I wish you were all about. You just, you just can't care about whatever. You gotta look out for yourself sometimes, and sometimes it benefits you. Now, WrestleMania three, you went over it, but now this was one of the biggest WrestleManias of all time. Ninety three thousand people. Hogan slams Andre. You're there. You got Ricky Steamboat versus Macho Man. You're involved with the Bulldogs and Tito Santana. What was the atmosphere like? Like, before the match, during the match, after the match, what was the atmosphere like in that building? Well, well going into it, of course, you don't know what's, what they want, what you want to do. Uh, going into it, you're preparing for it. You know, you're doing your TVs, you're working your ass off. Everybody's working hard. To get this all, to get this over, get it promoted properly, and do your job as, you, as, they, as they want you to do. But going into it, it was exciting. You could see it was something big's going to happen. We knew it. It was in the air. Everybody knew it. it was all talked about. It was everywhere you went. It was talked about, and it was a very, very exciting. Of course, you know, I had never been on that stage like that before in my life. You know, I was, uh, as I say, coming from being Mr. X to Dangerous Danny Davis, and then. Throwing me into one, of the, as you pointed out, the biggest event in history, wrestling history, and there I am, right in the center of it. Then when we got there, we actually went out. They told me I was going over with, uh, you know, this and that, and uh, I, I, you know, I was just electrified. And then, yeah. you know, that was in the back room. Everybody was nervous. Everybody was getting spiffed up, and everybody was, you know, this is going to be a big, big deal. And uh, you know, I, nervous, butterflies in your stomach. Uh, a little cautious, not you know, wondering what you know how it was going to go. You know, it's a usual thing. And then you go out into the, you leave the ring, you leave the curtain, and you get on that cot and you look up and you see all those people. And man, oh man, oh man! Unless you yourself have achieved the dream that you've always dreamt of, that's it, Daddy. I can't explain it to you. You have to do it yourself. You have to live your dream to understand that. And I'm telling you, it was electrified. We went in and we had one hell of a match, and the rest is history. And after, everybody was throwing off his at you, and you want to do this, you want to come on the radio, so you want to do this and that. Of course, you weren't uh, uh, on our own to do that, to say yes or no. I mean, I was getting phone calls from, from you know, TV stations, radio stations, and stuff like that. I had to refer them to the office. But, uh, and, uh, you know, it was, it was just exciting. And, uh, you know, there's nothing after that, it was, you know, you thought, well, that's it, you know, what are we going to do now? But it just kept going on, it kept rolling. And we rolled with it. And we went on for a good four, five, maybe six years with it. And it was a great thing. And uh, there'll never be anything like it again. No. Yeah, I mean, I I can't imagine. Like like you said, you have to live it to understand it, and I can never even get just imagine how how excited you were. Um, and like you said, it did continue on for years. And one of those years that I would love to bring up right now is that you were involved in the King of the Ring in 1987. Um, you didn't beat one Hall of Famer. You beat two Hall of Famers. And Tito Santana and the Junkyard Dog. And then, not, you were eliminated by the winner of that King of the Ring, Macho Man Randy Savage, who became the Macho King after that. You were part of one of the biggest moments in yeah. this like, not just one, but two yeah. big moments. Like, what? Uh, yeah, I was involved in all that big stuff. I beat them all. I mean, I faced them all. It was a hell of a thing. Uh, we That was done where, where I, in the area where I grew up. My family was there, my friends were there, they couldn't believe it, man. 
And they actually believed that I was going to win that thing. You know, and that was the case. You know, I did my job. Whenever they asked me to do something, I was capable of doing the job. I was capable of going out there and making the people, you know, hate me, making them uh, believe what was going on, et cetera, et cetera. And that was part of the business. That was the you know, that I was going to win that that uh, event. And, you know, I, I, do, I was doing my job, and I was very proud of myself. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot to be proud of, man. Now, it's <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like, it's just so historic to be about what, if you had to pick the one moment in which, would you choose between wrestling or being a ref? What was, what was your pick and what was the biggest difference between going from referee to wrestling? Well, the, the biggest thing was, as a referee, you know, you could learn some moves, you could learn, you know, how to work, you know, you're in the ring with the, you know, most of the greatest guys in the wrestling world. You know, and you listen. A lot of referees don't. A lot of referees think that that's all they can do. That this is it. That this is their big thing. That they're not going to go anywhere from there. I had a different different idea. I knew someday that I would be a wrestler. I knew someday that all this, you know, if you paid attention and follow, you know, listen to these guys and watch these guys, that you could do this stuff. And uh, you know, and uh, I did it. And a lot of referees just stayed referees and say, man, no, and no one's ever done it before. No one ever did it before. It was, and, and you know, to be, have it duplicated now, as I say, it, it's never going to be the same. No, it, they've tried it. A lot of, you know, uh, independents have tried it. And they call me now and say, you know, we, we, we want to do this, we want to do that with you. And, uh, it, you know, it's still, it, it works, but it's still, it's still not the same. It's not on that level. It never will be on that level. No. And I was just uh, fortunate enough to be smart enough as a street kid to see opportunities come along and take advantage of those opportunities and do it, man. Just do it. And people were very surprised of how well that was done. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I'd say so. Because I hated you. We took a, <laughs> you know, you talk about, you know, Randy Savage. and mm. You know, you step into the ring with some of the greats in, in, in history, you know. I'm going back to, you know, uh, uh, the, the older ones, you know, like uh, Bobo Brazil and, and uh, oh, wow. Chief J. Strongbo and... Uh, those guys in that era to actually step, step in the ring with that. Baron Cicluna and all those guys. You know, those were your heroes. Those were your, your childhood yeah. heroes and there you are stepping in the ring with them. You know, Butcher for Sean and all those guys. Yeah. And, and uh, to do that, Holly Race, think about that. Yeah. To do that, yeah. to go in there and stand there face to face with them guys and be able to work with them and have them come out and shake your hand after and say, hey, what a great, but Bruno San Martino. Think about that. That's true. That and I true. had a lot of blessings. I've been blessed my whole life with that. But I worked hard for it. 
you know, it took a w lot of work ethic, and, and my book will uh, reflect that. And that's why this book is so great. It's the greatest wrestling book, in my opinion, that has been written because it's uh, it's it's honest. It's mm. it's it's, it's, uh, it's a heartwarming story about a kid who had nothing and who was on the biggest stages in wrestling history. So you know, yeah. you go from there. Yep. And speak, speaking of the book, um, tell us how did the book come about. Uh, I know Kenny Casanova, who's a good friend of the shows. He's been out a few times, and he told us uh, certain projects that he was working on, how he got into doing the books for you guys. Um, now, tell us, how, how did that all that come about with Kenny, and what made you think, you know what, this is, this is the right time for me to tell my story. So if you could tell us about the book, that way you can persuade people to, to actually, you know, to buy it. Yeah, well, Scott Wilder Promotions uh, out of New York had me up in uh, New York for a, for a signing before the book as a guest, and I went to the Wrestling Hall of Fame when it was in New York, when it was in Albany, New York, yeah. and uh, I ran into Kenny Casanova, and uh, we were doing, we were cutting some promos for the for the event, and he came in. And he mentioned the fact that he wrote books for people, and would I be interested? You know, and I said, "Look, man, everybody's writing a book." And that was the time when he was, you know, everybody had a book or coming out or going. And I said, uh, "You know, my story is completely different from everybody else's." You know, I don't. I was a referee, and then I went to Mister Accident Wrestler, as everybody knows. And I said, "I don't know if they'd be that much interested in something like that because you know these other guys, Bruce Beefcake, and all those other guys who were writing books." You know, been in the business their whole lives, family, you know, third generations and stuff like that. So it kind of dropped there. Right. But he kept calling me and he kept persistent. <laughs> and one day, well, because I said, you know, if you come up with a concept, let me know. You know, so one day he called me and said, look, I just pulled over. I was on the highway and I thought, what a story. You know, because we talked for about two years prior to uh, agreeing to do the book. Yeah. And he's, he asked me about my life, you know, and I started telling him how I was a street kid, now I had nothing, and da-da-da-da, and how I started in wrestling, and how things developed and stuff. He said, what I want to do is write a book to inspire other kids or younger kids to live their dreams and stuff like that, and we'll mm -hmm. go with that concept and we'll see what develops. And that's what happened. Oh, and, wow. we, it, and it wasn't something overnight. It took two couple of years to, to go through question and answering and writing things down and researching and stuff like that. And we came up with a, with a book that I, uh, we're very proud of. And I think, as I said before, it's one of the best wrestling books, if you want to call it that, that has been written thus far by, by him. That is awesome. Uh, all right, Dan, I got one last question for you. Now, what I usually like to talk about is basically just like dream matchups and, um, what would, what's one match as a referee that you would love or would have loved to have refed? Like, what, what's a dream matchup that you could, living, dead, what match would you love to have uh, refed? Well, even though I was part of WrestleMania 3, I would have loved to have been involved in the Andre Hogan match. Mm. I oh, think that man. was it. And Joey Morella, God rest his soul, got to do it, and I think that's why he got to do it, because uh, unfortunately, you know, he died very young, and yeah. I'm so glad that he was he got to do that, because it was a very important match, and uh, I'm glad he got to do it, Joe. Uh, but if I had to pick one, I think that would be it. Oh, man, all right. Well, thank you so much, Dangerous Danny Davis. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this man, he's dreamed it, he's lived it, and he's written it in his book, Mr. X, The Life Story of Dangerous Danny Davis. Again, it's very ins inspirational. 
make sure you check it out. Dangerous Dating, can you let us know where people can buy the book, where you're going to be for signings? Let us know. Okay, we're going to be in, in uh, Atlantic City on the 24th and 25th of this month. Big, big show, big show. And uh, my book, you can, you can uh, like me on uh, Dangerous Danny Davis at, on Facebook, or you can go to DangerousDannyDavis.com, follow the link to buy the book, the WOHW Publishing. You can get it there. You go on that website, you can find it there. And uh, all you people who haven't read this book or, or haven't got it yet, please. Do yourself a favor, buy this book. Best wrestling book ever written in my opinion. All right, well, there you go. Right. And it's not just an opinion, it's a POV. <laughs> it's a point of view, just like we are everything about this show. It's about your POV. Again, thank you, okay. Dangerous Dan Davis. Thank you all for hating me. Man, you love to hate. But we there hate you go, Daddy. With all the love you guys. Uh, you guys are great. Thank you very much. And uh, anytime you want me on, give me a call. Oh, absolutely. Right. We're going to take you up on that. All right. All right, pleasure. all right, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to take a pause for the cause. Coming up next is the SmackDown. Right down. Oh, my goodness. Have a good day, gentlemen. <laughs> hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And we are back. Guys, we just spoke to somebody who was at WrestleMania 3. Yeah. We just spoke to a man who beat Tito Santana and the <laughs> Junkyard Dog. Yeah. We just spoke to the man who elevated the Macho Man Randy Savage into the Macho King Randy Savage. Mm -hmm. We just spoke to a man who started from the bottom, now he's here. Yeah. Right, man. Like I said, guys, go out and check out the book, man. The guy. You know, I mean, it's funny because I feel bad telling him I hated him. <laughs> like, I mean, but I had to get that out of the way. You Yo, know, he's a, a guy I, you love to hate. That's what he he was, he, and he was, and but the thing of it is, you know, like being a heel in my twenty plus careers, twenty years, twenty plus years career. How the fuck do you say that? 20 plus career? 20 plus, 20 plus years. years. 20 in, plus years. years in my career. In my career. There we go. In the in business. Career. In career? <laughs> oh, only you. on Sundays. That's for you Rick. on Sundays, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> um, is that being a heel, your main job is always to get the fans to hate you. Yep. No matter what. At what. No matter what cost. You know what I'm saying? You do. That's your job. So for Danny Davis, um, he did his job because I hated exactly. I hated him, and I'm glad I got to tell him that. <laughs> kind of, but he's a nice guy, very very passionate about the sport, and uh, I'm glad we had him on the show. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, speaking of amazing, Recipe and Collar Elbow all Collar Elbow together. Collar Elbow. Collar Elbow. Collar Elbow. Yeah. <laughs> Go to collarandelbowbrand.com and save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOB. Guys, new shirts, new hats, new sunglasses. They got it all. Make sure you use it and you guys save 10% by using promo code WPOV. You can't get that anywhere else. If you type no. in WPOV in another uh, WWE shop, guess what you're getting? 
nothing. But if you type in WPOB at collarnoblebrand.com, you save yourself 10%. That's right. 10%. That's, can't, that's can't. more than taxes, bro. Exactly, man. No. Dang. Word. Shoot. Word. Same. All right, well, I'm with saying. that being said, no, I'm saying first. It's time for the SmackDown Breakdown. I know, I know, I know we hate Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Bummer. <laughs> this was a great promo by Randy Orton. It was a good promo. Yeah. This was good. This was good. It was good I, because he they made he made me hate him even more. What? He made me hate him even more. He's doing his job. <laughs> exactly. He is doing his job. Oh, you know. Man, um, I like the viciousness. <laughs> that's the art. That's the Randy Orton we all loved, man. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Randy Orton you love. Damn. I mean, when he was saying like that, when he was punt kicking people, well, he says we ain't, ain't Orton. part of that we. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <laughs> so he's basically saying he's gonna kill Jeff Hardy. Mm-hmm. You're gonna erase him yeah. from existence. Yeah. So, um, get the cops ready. Um, in Brooklyn, <laughs> <laughs> we may have a murder in Brooklyn. I mean, we have a bunch of you know. I, I, I walk by bullets flying all the time, so. Uh, <laughs> Lives in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> he he don't live in the hood. <laughs> all right, next up we had uh, Becky Lynch in the hallway with Charlotte, and uh, Becky Bob always says, "Hey, oh, you know, I don't like that you did that." Eh? Um, hey, hey, have some respect for my best friend. <laughs> That's true. Have some respect uh, for it. Damn. If you check out our Twitter page at uh, Wrestling POV, you'll see I have a picture with my best friend, Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. She's my best friend, Tony. She's not my lover. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. Uh, ready, so, man. Becky basically says, hey, we're not Sasha and Bailey's. All right. Shots fired. Right? Oh, fired. that's right. Yeah. All right. Um, tea time. Carmella. Yeah, tea time. That is oh. Oh. stupid. Oh, They're trying to throw up gang stupid. signs with a fucking tea bag. Ooh, oh, look at that! Is come on, right? That did not come out right at all. All right, uh, speaking of not coming out right, we gonna talk about that Dirty Sanchez? Isn't that Miguel's cousin? He took a shower. Oh my god. Alright, um, Carmella was on commentary as Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair face off against the Iconics. Oh um, god. That promo was pretty good too. What? That was pretty good. No, no it was not. That yeah, was pretty good. No. You guys, they're doing their job. No! When they chant, boring, this boring. The crowd that needs hurts. to shut up. That's what they need. No. How can you honestly say that this promo was good? I 
thought it was good because they said they're, they're building the story. What well, story? They're like, hey, they're not even in SummerSlam. They said, where is Becky? And Becky is always in Charlotte's shadow. That was a good line. Come no. on. Rick, no. That was um, awful. What wasn't good? What wasn't good was this match. Um, <laughs> to go along with the promo. Exactly. Uh, that was just a, a terrible match. Um, Charlotte and Becky ended up picking up the win. Um, Kofi Kingston with his little racist uh, promo backstage. Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. that yeah. is so hypocritical. How can you honestly say that you are not going to deal with Hulk Hogan and that you don't, you don't care if he apologizes, but then yet you do, you're imitating the white guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that the same thing? Mm-hmm. Come on, people. Yeah. You really got to stop. You can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't Shoot. say that you're offended by something, but then go ahead and still do it exactly. with the opposite race. Exactly. You know, that's just ridiculous, man. Uh, speaking of ridiculous, Miz, on the set of Miz and Mrs., when the show is not live, first of all, and second of all, all the show episodes yeah. have been shot already. So yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Um, and then he announces before SmackDown that they're going to fight each other. Someone said, what kind of build is that? That was weird. Um, A little and weird. then Daniel Bryan appears at the set and attacks Miz, which was okay, I guess. But again, I don't like this where this is going. Um, Why? Because Daniel Becky, Bryan might win. <laughs> no, Daniel Bryan is definitely winning. There's no, I don't, I don't think Miz has a chance. Um, Becky Lynch, but that's not my pick, so don't copy me, Jazzy J. <laughs> <laughs> Becky Lynch and Charlotte were celebrating their victory, but uh, Becky says it in two weeks. I'm going to beat you know, a different story. I'm going to beat Charlotte. I didn't okay. hear a damn word he just said. He said exactly. in two weeks he's going to beat you, Charlotte. <laughs> Um, you a translator now? Yes. You're an Irish translator? Yes. <laughs> I speak Irish. I speak Irish. <laughs> I speak Irish. <laughs> uh, AJ Styles uh, cuts a promo about Samoa Joe. Um, this was better, I think. Um, <laughs> I it was like better I said, than the Iconics. Oh, definitely. But I definitely yeah. uh, liked it where AJ took it because uh, Samoa Joe, they're doing the same thing where it's like you're a bad father. AJ was just pushing, like, listen, I'm on the road all these days and stuff like that, and yeah, I missed out. He was related to the crowd because, you know, parents, they're not there for everything, you know? Especially hardworking parents. You know, I agree with you, though. That was a good, decent promo by AJ Styles because it seemed like he spoke from the heart. Yes. You know? Yes. And um, that's good. That's good for him. Mm -hmm. Not doing this. You know, he nothing but cheesecake artists. Yeah. Cheapskate artist. Cheapskate. Not cheesecake. Um, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being hungry, Zelina Vega versus Lana. Love to look, hated the match. <laughs> <laughs> the only uh, good thing yeah. about this match was that Rusev says, I'm going to be a ringside, baby. And, uh, <laughs> that how ringside? You sounded just like him, by the way. Exactly. That was um, good. I thought he was here for a second. <laughs> I think he looks more like Sin Carras, whatever his name is. Um, Andrade Cien Almas? Andrade Cien Almas. And that, they said that, too. Somebody said that. that and his wife like. does look like Selena. Okay. Okay. And she has the bod like Selena. That's okay. why Rick is always like, Selena. Hey, I'm right with you. Look, 
I'll say so it. So, what are you doing looking at Rick's wife? That Rick's wife? That's the same thing. I'm just saying. Wait, Rick's wife? Yeah. I you say that I look like Andrade Cien. Yes. Oh, I thought you, t- you were talking no. about. No. <laughs> no. I was talking about Rick. Looks oh, like Cien. I thought you were talking about. I mean, no. Elizabeth. No. I thought I you were talking about. Huh? Andrade looks like me. Oh, uh, <laughs> No, but I thought you were talking about Andrade and, and Rusev. No. They both do look alike. No, they, they do. They look like they do. They look like they do. They look like Rusev fifth grew his cousins. Hair out, if Rusev grew his fifth cousins, really? Did you just say fifth cousins? Oh my god! If Rusev grew his hair out, they would both look alike. They would. No. Yes, yeah. they would. No. Listen up to this, guys. Listen, listen closely to this one. So it's like I you saying you and Rick will look alike. We do. We do. The, the, you never heard that when you do a podcast together, you start to look like each other. Yeah. Twenty plus years, Beanie. You look like eight exactly. cousins. We're the, we're the tenth cousins. <laughs> Separated. <laughs> All right, guys. So, Zelina Vega versus Lana Aiden uh, gets involved again, and Zelina Vega wins. Now, this is where I want you guys to look it up. Aiden English is going to join Andrade and Zelina, Ooh. and they're going to do this whole Guerrero style thing because, again, he is a Guerrero by marriage. That um, is true. Aiden English, and I think it would work. I really ah. do think it would work. And you can't even say by injection because how do you just say that? Well, he's the injector. I know, that's what I'm saying. Well, I, anyway. <laughs> what happens behind closed doors? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ah. Somebody's getting injected. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I think it'll work. We got to yeah. see it, I guess. On Maybe. paper, honestly, on paper, I would be like, eh. but I, I got to see it. Yeah, I think I definitely got to see it. Well, because the reason why is because Selena Vegas, she's just downright bad in a good way. Yeah, like she's brutal. Yeah, so I don't she think she's bad. She's bad. Yeah, but so that's why I don't think she's yeah. bad. She's she bad. bad. You yeah. know, shut him on it. Um, <laughs> no, I I think they don't need Aiden. You know what I'm saying? Because she can do it all. She can. So what would Aiden do? Just say Aiden and, and uh, Cien could be a tag team. All right. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. They do need help on. with the tag team division. So. Yeah, that's they true. They do. All right. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Renee Young is backstage <laughs> with Shinsuke Nakamura. And, <laughs> yo, my man. My man, R Truth, is high division. <laughs> yo, R Truth, yo, bro, he's growing on me more and more. He always, he always yeah. You know, I'm always like every so often. for a while. Well, because the thing is with our truth you can put him in any segment and, and you'll enjoy it. Yes. You know what I'm true. saying? And that is so true. Our truth will be our truth. <laughs> you know? That shit was just um, too funny, though. Our truth saying that, you know what? I'm coming for the U.S. title at SummerSlam, <laughs> and I'm going to do it like everybody else does it by pinning Carmel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the look on their face. They were like, what the fuck? He's hilarious, though. He is funny. I think, just to get off subject for a second, I think the funniest moment with him is when he came out. This was after the whole Money in the Bank thing. (laughs) He said he was going to win it after the fact. (laughs) And they're like, dude, it's it's already passed. They're like, oh, my bad. Uh, that led to a match between R-Truth and Shinsuke. And you know what? 
This was an enjoyable match. It was quick, like but you it. know what? Our team got his offense in. Um, we knew Shisuke was going to win, but our truth gave him a run for his money, and it was for it was decent. I, I enjoyed it. For a few seconds. Yeah. Our <laughs> um, truth is still can move, man. He, the guy oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. is athletic as hell. Isn't he, um, get, uh, isn't he almost 50? He's almost 50. Damn. Is oh, it, aren't you 50? almost 50? No, I'm not. And, uh, no. Alright, um... Yeah. No, he's a grandpa, <laughs> too. He's yeah. a grandpa. Yes. He's a grandpa. Batista's a grandpa. Wow. He's yeah. a nice-looking grandpa. <laughs> he's a gilf. What's that mean, Rick? Uh, grandfather, I liked a friend. <laughs> um, Bludgeon Brothers versus PSK. Bludgeon Brothers win. Um... <laughs> Now, guys, listen. I know we can't stand the New Day. Mm-mm. New Day running no. the bar. No. This match was a match of the week. No. I don't know what anybody this. Are you kidding me? No. no. Are you kidding me? No. This match wasn't good. No. no. You guys are bugging right now. No, you, you guys are bugging. bugging right now. This, it was listen, awful. I'm not are you about the results. Oh, yeah, he is our truth. I'm not talking about the results. I'm not talking about the results. I'm talking about the match. I yeah. am too. New Day versus the Bar was a great match. The New Day ended up picking up the win. All right, New Day is gonna fight the Bludgeon Brothers. Okay, we need to. We need something different. Bludgeon Brothers are not doing it. Um, I don't want to see New Day win the titles again. I, no, not even New Day. My 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 whole thing. This is where I'm really really upset. It's just the fact that they they eliminated Sanity yep. from the very beginning. Yep. Yes. When they could at least have them have a title. That I would love to see. Where Sanity versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Are the Bludgeon Brothers doing it? No. Negative. So that's why I think I'd rather have want to see Sanity versus the Bludgeon Brothers instead of Bludgeon Brothers versus New Day. Yeah. Garbage. But Those don't forget. Up garbage. Don't forget. Um, some of SummerSlam and WrestleMania, they have these moments where they want to put the most popular people on the card. Don't forget, after SummerSlam, we got a couple of months where Sanity and teams like that can step up into mm-hmm. those roles. New- <sighs> and how many times New Day's got to step in that role? Exactly. Listen, no. this was a great match. You guys are bugging right no, now. No, you are right. bugging. <laughs> that is your SmackDown Live. It is now time for the good, the bad, and the ugly of SmackDown Live. Wow. Thank you, Miguel. Uh, the good was definitely the New Day versus the Bar. I'm sorry. It was a great match. Um, and also, R Truth versus Kay Nakamura and Randy Orton's promo. I mean, that was great. Um, the bad had to be the Iconics promo and that match. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait a second. You, you said the Iconics promo was. Great. I thought it was better, and I thought it was good for the storyline yeah. because they were pushing the storyline no. of Charlotte. That, how are you gonna be? How's it gonna be great? And then it's gonna be the bad. I said, <laughs> I said, I liked it that they pushed for the storyline. I didn't say the whole promo was good. I just said that the promo was good because it was pushing the Becky and Charlotte uh, storyline. Moving on, <laughs> the ugly. Had to be the Miz's moment. I'm getting sick of the Miz. I yes. don't like this Miz and Mrs. crap. And you know what's funny though is that I'm it. trying, like I'm rooting for the Miz to get out of this funk. 
and it's not happening. Not at and, all. And I don't think just so. Just like you said, though, it's like I'm getting back to really hating The Miz where he could never do anything right. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Because he is so much. I, could it wait? But could it be? It's because the angle is with Daniel Bryan. It's because the angle is coming in at a wrong angle. Yes. <laughs> it, it I agree with him. It's not, it's not fitting right now because but it's I'm, I'm done it tell you, But I'm yes, gonna tell you this much, though. I'm gonna tell you this much. That time when Daniel, yeah, when Daniel Bryan was GM and they had that little scuffle, that's when it should have happened. To yes. me, to me, I think it was just too late. Right. This and is just too, way look, too late. Where they, and I don't think anybody cares. Where they fucked up was when they put Kane in there. Yes. That's yeah. where they messed up. Because if they would have put the, the angle right afterwards that he was cleared, he was ready to wrestle, and they put Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. against the Miz, I think that would have been the momentum right there. Could have, yeah. Right. I, I personally think it's just too late. It was too late. And... Uh, uh, they, after this, I hope they just shut it down. Yeah, be honest. Exactly. And, and they got to go somewhere else because, like, uh, man, I was just I hated the Miz for so long, and then I was like, you know, what? he's grown on to me, and he did, and I liked the Miz, and his promos, it was off the hook, and then now it's getting back to that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. Well, it's now time for our new promo, uh, new uh, new segment. NXT, NXT POV. There you go. NXT POV. That's what it is. All right. So in the beginning of NXT, it was a review of uh, Tommaso Ciampa winning the NXT title. So, yep. all right. Cool. cool. First match, Nikki Cross versus Amber Nova. <sighs> you want to talk about growing on me? I love Nikki Cross. I do, too. The way she just acts in the ring, everything. I, she's perfect, man. She belongs with sanity. Absolutely, I agree. What is she doing on NXT? <coughs> Nothing. Don't Nothing. you think the Amber um, Nova chick is? She's a cross between. Um, oh my god! I just lost my thought train. <laughs> <laughs> she's a, a cross between a Scoop Neck. Oh yeah, Scoop Neck and uh, who was the other one you said? Oh god. I don't remember. Yeah, no. Oh, Plus, Nikki Bella. Nikki, Nikki Bella, Bella and Scoop Neck. Yeah, Nikki Bella yeah. with the hat I and was the Scoop like, Neck. Seriously, why, why the hat? Seriously. And if you don't know who Scoop Neck is, that's, that's Carmella. Carmella. Yeah, we called her Scoop Neck. Yeah, we called her Scoop Neck for a long, long time. time. <laughs> she was wearing that collar on her neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Made it look like Jeffrey the Giraffe. <laughs> she was, yeah. Well, I, well, I, they, I, they, I, they I always say that's a black belt for BJ's, but it, that's a oh. different story. <laughs> <laughs> she grew into her neck. She grew into, yeah. yeah, okay, we'll, yeah. we'll go on but that I part. But like, <laughs> I was like, yo, she's got... I don't yeah. know. I, I didn't like her that girl, anyways. But okay. So then up next it was the undisputed era. They uh, end up attacking Ricochet from behind as he was coming to the ring to face his opponent. They didn't even say it because it didn't happen. Adam Cole yeah. stated he is not a coward and he will be. He will win at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. I don't know about that one. Mm. No, I, I think uh, Ricochet is winning for sure. Oh hell yeah! Uh, then they did an interview with Vanessa Bourne saying that she is going to take that final spot in the May Young Classic. Speaking of the May Young Classic, we had uh, when we did the segment of the uh, indie call-ups. Um, one of the very first entrant in the indie call-up was Vanessa Craven. Mm-hmm. Big big girl and very talented. Yes, you look at her; it's like. Wow, no, you gonna mess me up. She's in the May Young Classic. Yes. So there you go. Um, I'm gonna reach out to her after the you know the tournament. Um, I'm ho- I hope she goes a long way, but um, 
If she doesn't, something happens, then I'm going to try to get her on the show and we can do a quick interview with her. Awesome. Uh, Adrian Jaoud or whatever. He's some dude. Uh, <laughs> versus Cassius Ono. I feel so bad. Cassius Ono has been in NXT since 1943. Yeah. And when is he ever going to get called up? Listen, Cassius Ono is the Mojo Rawley of NXT. <laughs> yes. So they already have a Mojo on Raw. He's True. coming up. Yeah. But what is I don't get jerseys. it, though. For years, what is the hype of Cassius Ono, though? I don't get it. He's a fat ass that does flips. But not only that, he wears basketball jerseys that are his cousins. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. Chris Jericho's little cousin. He he sees copying Jericho, my friend Chris. Um, Jared, my bad. Uh, Cassius Ono wins, so. Uh, then they did a segment with Velveteen Dream and EC3. EC3 ended up dumping them in the pool. They're going to f- fight at uh, NXT TakeOver. Uh, <laughs> Marcel Bartel versus Keith Lord. Uh, I mean, Keith Keith Lord. Keith Lee. Um, <laughs> Coming over from Impact with his debut. Yeah, on NXT. If you gave me two more seconds. <laughs> um, the thing I was... The match was okay. I was just getting... Too annoyed with the nine because the guy was from Germany. Yeah. You know they kept saying nine, nine, and he said nine, nine, nine. It's like once was enough. Stop, Jesus, it was stupid. Uh, what did they say it nine times? I think they did. <laughs> I think they did. Anyway, the winner was Keith Lee. Good uh, debut from, like he said. Yeah, big man that can drop his throw a drop kick. Yeah. Uh, then up next it was Vanessa Bourne. Versus Ty, I, I always butcher her name. Tynara, Tynara Conti, Tynara Conti. I liked her since so she was oh, in the first yes. my young class. Yes, and she wins. She gets the final spot. Yep. So then, what? Can I just say about this? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, how do you give Vanessa Bourne a, a video package? Exactly. And, <laughs> and then you have Tynara win. And the thing is with Tynara, she has done nothing on NXT. Exactly. So unless they're thinking. Uh, they have more with Vanessa Bourne on NXT and just get Tanara to lose right. the first round at the Mayhem Classic. <laughs> like, that's what I see with that. That makes no yeah. sense. No, you're right. No, yeah. Mm. You're right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, then the main event was Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano. Tampa interfered and uh, a lot of ruckus was going on. Uh, Regal came out and said that NXT TakeOver Brooklyn is going to be a triple threat match. <gasps> A triple threat match? Mm-hmm. When was the last time we saw a triple threat match? I don't know, but you guess what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the hell was that? I wasn't done. <laughs> um, but then it was announced later on that Aleister Black will not be at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn as he suffered an injury. And uh, he ain't going to make it. And um, uh, he was... So they're doing a mystery thing where he got jumped. Yeah. In the parking lot. In the parking lot, so. yeah. When all those fails, that's what you got to do. Many believe Rikishi's the culprit and (gasps) that he did it for The Rock. I did it for The Rock. (laughs) (laughs) I did it for Tampa. All right, so that is your NXT POV. All right, so now this is the new thing that we're doing now. It's not just Raw versus SmackDown. It's Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Mimi, you have the honors of going. Wait, go ahead. What? All right, before we do that, so every week on Tuesday nights, 
on our Facebook page, we have a poll for Raw versus SmackDown. So we're going to wipe the slate clean because everybody got zeros because now we're throwing NXT in the mix. <laughs> so until we figure out a way to get three things to vote for, this is what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to do Raw versus SmackDown on Tuesday nights. And you guys, the fans, get to vote which you think is better, Raw or SmackDown. And then the winner of that will face off against NXT on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a poll, and you, the fans, voted in favor of SmackDown overall. <laughs> 68% Christ. to 32%. Ridiculous. Then we had SmackDown versus NXT, and this was a lot closer than I could imagine. NXT had 51% of the vote over SmackDown with 49%. <laughs> So the fans all vote over for the NXT. place. So the fans end up voting for NXT. Mm-hmm. Now we take what you guys say and we, and we take it into consideration. So let's see Rick if that it helps us out at all. Mimi <laughs> Goody, Raw, SmackDown, or NXT? I have to say I was more entertained with NXT than both Raw and SmackDown. Okay. Right. Oh man. You know. Oh man. Listen. Um, okay. The IWC is definitely getting to Mimi Goody. Um, <laughs> because NXT, I didn't see anything that I was like, oh my God. Um, the one match that I wanted to see didn't even happen. Uh, Gargano versus Black. Mm-hmm. Everything else was. Uh, but did they have storylines and they have wrestling matches. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it, not good matches. I don't want to see Cassius Ono ever again. Nikki Cross does not belong in the ring with any woman on NXT because she's better than any woman in NXT. Yeah, I said it. Um, the Mae Young qualifier match. Anyway, my vote is for SmackDown. I thought SmackDown was the best this week, man. I thought they had a great match with New Day. I thought Randy Orton's promo was great. I thought Shinsuke and R-Truth had a great match. And again, you have Zelina and Lana. Need I say more? <laughs> No, don't say no more, please, because in my opinion, my POV, um, I thought SmackDown was probably the worst out of all three. Yes, it was it was bad. Come on, New Day, seriously, you know, give us something fresh and new. In my order, this is how I see it. I think Raw was the better out of the both, but then NXT is second, and then SmackDown is dead last. That is so. Now we got a three way tie, which. Uh, we're going to take it back to the polls. All right, and we take it back to the polls. And you, the fans, voted for NXT. NXT. So that being said, NXT is first on the scoreboard. It's Raw 0, SmackDown 0, NXT Juan. Juan. They did it. <gasps> Their debut and they did it. Way to go. All right, so uh, that is uh, everything NXT. The Danny Davis interview, Raw Notes, SmackDown Breakdown, the Facebook poll of the week, and the hater comment of the week, actually. Uh, and be- so before we close the show, we have to go over the Wrestling POV book. If you're new to the show, basically, we just put the most ridiculous things that we find ridiculous and we put it in the book. For what reason? I honestly don't know, but it's fun. So now, <laughs> all right, you guys ready? Yeah, all right. Uh, Corey Curry's hairdo. Stays. That stays, yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar's part-time gig. Stays. Stays. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I want to see, I'm curious to know what's going to happen after SummerSlam. Uh, WWE writers. Stay. Taz. Stay. New yep. Day's pancakes. They always stay. Stays. <laughs> Kurt Angle's cell phone. 
He didn't use it. He pulled it out. He he was on it when Baron Corbin brought yeah. Stephanie on the well, yeah. <laughs> All right, the announce team. Stay. Maybe with Renee Young coming in, Ooh, we'll take him off. Might, yeah, they might come off with that. All right, Baron Corbin's outfit. Still Stays, wearing that yeah. TGI Friday's vest. <laughs> <laughs> Roman's vest. He's still wearing that TGI Friday's vest. That's a Hooters Ro- vest. Yeah, Hooters. Uh, Road Dog. He stays. He sucks. Jinder's mantra. Stays. The Pittsburgh crowd. They stay. Until they go back to Pittsburgh and prove themselves. All right, now this one's a little funny to me. Our truth memory. <laughs> no, it stays. It After stays. what he said, yeah, no, it stays. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mrs. Fake Baby. They didn't show. Wait, did they show it? No. On SmackDown? No. 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 I think it comes off then. Wait. I think you take it out, yeah. Wait a minute. No, bye no. bye, baby. No, no, no. Bye bye, baby. No, let's wait till. The SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah, because if they do the video package and they right. show that scene, then it's got to stay. But if they don't, right. then we'll take it off. Yes. All right, sounds good. All right, so now in the new entrant to the book, Colt Cabana's broke ass. Yes. Broke ass definitely stays. stays. Broke ass will definitely stay. So that is it for the book. Let me close that bitch up. <laughs> and that is your show. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, remember, check out our Facebook page and write down any comments that you want. We'll talk about it on the show. Something you want to see. Maybe a poll that you want to do. Just make sure you jot it down in our Facebook. It's open. It's free. We'll respond. If it's any good, we'll say, yeah, we'll talk about it on the show. If it's not any good, be prepared to get made fun of. That's all I'm going to say. Word. Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm kidding. No, we won't make fun of you. We'll yes, just we talk will. about you on. Okay, yeah, no, we, we will. will. All right, so Rick, close it out before I close it out. <laughs> All right, before we close it out, but you closing it out, I'm going to close it out with something else. So okay. Close it out. All right, so basically, Jazzy J, this is a message to you. <laughs> Come our SummerSlam match because you know what? I haven't heard from you and I want to see what you got. I want to see that venom. So, this is what I'm going to tell you, Jazzy J. Yeah, I'm on the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, you know what? In a couple of months, people are going to forget that. But you know what they're not going to forget? They're not going to forget that your loser husband was the first ever bottom of the barrel award recipient. That is etched in history. Your husband, the loser, loser B, is the first ever bottom of the barrel award recipient. So take that and tuck it into your little blankie at night and sleep with that. You're sleeping with a loser. (laughs) (laughs) My God, Rick. That's so mean. Wow. My goodness. Wow. Drink a beer. Well, I'm, drink a glass of milk. Drink a glass of milk and become nice. He's lactose intolerant. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the show. I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with Mimi Goody and the third wheel. Bricks around the third. And our intern, Miguel Cole. Adios. Love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see you next week. Peace out. All right, let's see if you guys can get this one. No Gulak. Come on. Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak. The Gulas. The Gulak. He's got a title shot, right? He's got a title shot at SummerSlam. Figure that shit out, right?